This is a 980 CKNW podcast. It is Sunday morning. That means it's time to check in with Rick Forchuk to find out what's happening in theaters and such. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. And we start with something called Game Night. Yeah, following the idea developed by Will and Grace's Sean Hayes and fronted by Jane Lynch of Glee, this lightweight comedy with dramatic moments is set among a group of friends who meet regularly for weekend game nights that include such things as charades and Pictionary. Max and Annie, played by Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams, are the couple at whose home most of the games are held. Their friends include Ryan, played by Billy Magnuson, who's intellectually challenged and brings a different date each week, and Kevin and Michelle, played by Lamorne uh, Morris and Kylie Bunbury. Now, Max's overachieving brother, Brooks, played by Kyle Chandler, shows up from time to time just to impress everyone with his high-flying lifestyle, and it's on this particular night that he proposes a new twist in the game. One of the party guests will be kidnapped, and it's the job of the others to solve the mystery, with the winner getting as a prize Brooks' classic Corvette Stingray. Of course, just like a bad sitcom, you can see the setup coming over the horizon from a great distance. The company hired to put on the mystery has its rep in the guise of an FBI agent show up to set the ground rules, and then the kidnappers burst in, knocking the fake agent unconscious. Surprise, they're real kidnappers, not fake ones, and it turns out that not every one of Brooks's business ventures are on the up and up, so he's been abducted, and it's the real thing. But the rest of the players think it's just the game. There are some funny moments here, particularly with Rachel McAdams' character, and overall, it's good fun with just one disclaimer. Uh, the rating here in B.C. is 14A, but this is an R-rated movie in the States, and that's uh, what parents should be aware of, because uh, it is a little bit raw in places. But that's game night, and it's pretty funny stuff, Jill. All right. Sounds like an interesting one, for sure. Um, not too funny in uh, Annihilation. Yeah, nothing funny here at all. No. Now, although visually amazing and carrying a strong sci-fi horror storyline, I found this movie really wanting because of the way it ended. It's based on the first book of the Southern Reach trilogy by Jeff Vandermeer. It stars Natalie Portman as a biologist who volunteers for an unusual mission. It tells the story of something called the Shimmer, an area that's apparently been taken over by some kind of alien presence. Over a three-year period, several groups of military operatives have gone into the Shimmer, but none has returned. When Lena's army husband, this is Bartman's character, uh, disappears with his unit and then somehow reappears at home a year later, but not really being himself, she volunteers to go in and find out what's happening. Within the area, which is growing day by day and which threatens the entire world, Lena and four other women, following their psychologist team leader, begin to learn how challenging the area inside the perimeter can be. They cross over and find themselves waking up in their tents some four days later. No one recalls setting up camp. There's no recollection as to how they got where they are now. And each begins to manifest strange symptoms. As they proceed to the lighthouse, the place where the shimmer is believed to have started, they encounter mutated animals, including a huge crocodile with teeth like a shark, and a bear-like creature that snatches one of the women, leaving her dead. Although moving slowly in the beginning, the story becomes deeper and more intense, but it ends up, Jill, leaving us up in the air. In part, that's because there are two more books that follow Annihilation, and there are characters who don't appear in the movie that are germane to the story. 
I found the payoff at the end something of a disappointment, and I have no real interest to wait around for a year or more to see if a sequel will help me out. Uh, interesting story, well told, but let down in the final frames. I may buy the books. Uh, the rating is 14A. That's Annihilation. All right, so they're definitely setting it up for a sequel. The big question, will people stick around for it? Yeah, exactly, and uh, will it do well enough at the box office to be able to uh, have a sequel? That's the other question. Hmm, All right. Uh, Just two movies uh, in the theaters this morning for us to talk about. So we'll move on over to Netflix. Um, We've got a movie from 2013, or two two things from 2013. Yeah, two, exactly. Uh, The first one is called Snitch, and it's an overlooked movie, I think, that brings us a different Dwayne The Rock Johnson than the one we see in all the movies in which he's an amazing, powering physical presence. Here, based on actual events, he's just a dad whose son gets into trouble with drugs. It's not a serious issue until somebody tells authorities an embellished tale of the son, and suddenly the boy is facing a lengthy prison term with no chance of appeal. All of this is based on new laws in the U.S. that offer reduced sentences to those who are incarcerated and who snitch on other drug dealers by offering authorities apparent inside information. Johnson is John Matthews, a dad who just won't give up until his boy gets justice. No heroics here, just a father trying to do the right thing. Uh, BC's Barry Pepper and Susan Sarandon also star. The rating's 14A. That's called Snitch. It's from 2013, Joe. All right. And we also have, uh, and I've, I was one of the many, I think, who overlooked this one, Two Guns. Yeah, this also from 2013. It is another overlooked movie. Uh, it, it, it'll have action-adventure fans really salivating. Denzel Washington and Mark Wahlberg are strangers to one another, but they find themselves in the company of a Mexican drug lord that has designs on taking their lives. Each appears to be a relatively small-time dealer looking to score big, but there's a secret that each holds that changes everything. It's an excellent buddy movie that keeps you guessing all the way as we wonder just who the bad guys really are and if there are any true good guys. It's rated 18A for violence. It also stars Paula Patton and Edward James Olmos. Two guns, pretty good movie, Joe. All right, sounds like one worth checking out, definitely. What about over on Crave TV? Uh, Crave TV's got Eric Clapton, Life in 12 Bars. It's a documentary that looks at slow-hand Eric Clapton through the eyes of those who knew him best. Uh, The late B.B. King has a lot to say, as do Jimi Hendrix and George Harrison, all dead and gone now, but all having left a significant musical legacy. Uh, This one won an award for the top documentary by the National Board of Review. Uh, The rating is 14A. That's Eric Clapton, Life in 12 Bars on Crave TV. Definitely looks interesting if you're a Clapton fan. And on television, this is one of the ones, and I know I always say this about The Simpsons, but I still kind of understand why The Simpsons has such a long run. I don't understand why this show has such a long run. (laughs) Well, people watch that. I guess. Uh, This is Big Brother Celebrity Edition. Now, Big Brother has had a very long run. This is the first time they've done a Celebrity Edition. The show's finale is tonight. We will find out who outlasted and outwitted the rest in the Big Brother house. No question that Omarosa, who, like Paris Hilton before her, is famous for being famous, but really not much else. Uh, She's added a lot of fuel to the fire, though. It's a two-hour wrap-up tonight on Global Jill. That's Big Brother Celebrity Edition. All right. Do we think there'll be another Celebrity Edition? Well, the ratings have been very, very good, actually, up against the Olympics. It did surprisingly well, so my guess would be yes, and uh, they will have to look very, very hard to find low-end celebrities because all of these are just that. 
no real celebrity with any credibility would show up on a program such as this, but there's all kinds of wannabes that will, some ex-housewives uh, of this or that, uh, and a few uh, now people who just couldn't make it any other way. <laughs> all right, sounds good. On that note, Rick, great to chat with you, and we will check in with you next weekend. You bet. Thanks, Joe. That is Rick Forchak. He joins us every Sunday morning, letting us know what's happening in theaters, as well as the small screens, the streaming services, you name it. And my guess is we will have more programs to talk about moving forward as uh, now that the Olympics have wrapped up. The uh, normal programming, the regular programming, you could say, will be back on its, uh, well, back on schedule. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app. Tune in, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.